This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Okay, so... Thanks, Donnie. So here, here's the scandal. So um, Hervé Villachez, okay. who people know from, if you're of a certain age, Fantasy Island, okay. or that maybe has been in reruns in 1993. And also, he was known for playing in 1974, the evil henchman, Nick Knack and the Man with the Golden Gun. Right. Bond movie. And he's a small person. Yes. Little person. Yes. Okay. And... Uh, so this HBO, I haven't watched the documentary about it, but I was piqued at the story in People magazine, and I did a little bit more research about how this story called My Dinner with Hervé right. came about and became a movie. Okay. And so um, Peter Dinklage is playing P- uh, uh, Hervé Villachez, and um, the director of this, um, he was a journalist, his name is Sasha Gervase. He was working as a journalist in London in 1993 when he got what he said was the strangest and most meaningful assignment of his life, an interview with Hervé Villachez. Okay. He was supposed to crank out a 500-word, where-are-they-now style blurb sure. about Hervé, okay. who was born in France. Yes, He's French. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, uh, it, but it had been a decade since Hervé Villachez was fired from his high-profile job on the TV show Fantasy Island. I didn't know he was fired. Me yes, either. and the offers had dried up. Mm-hmm. So this Serge did not expect much from the interview. He flew to L.A., met with Villachez for what was supposed to be a quick conversation at a West Hollywood restaurant. Serge ran through his questions, collected a few quotes, packed up his recorder in his notebook, eager to get to a more exciting interview on his itinerary. But Villachez, every Villachez, was not done talking. He said, I saw some rapid movement out of the corner of my eye, and all of a sudden, um, Serge turns around, his bag was packed up, and Hervé was standing there pointing a lock knife at my throat. Stop. He said, listen. Where were they? They were at a restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, he said, listen, you've written the story before you got here. You just wanted tattoo stories and the man with the golden gun stories. So I've told you all the BS. Do you want to hear the real story of my life? Wow. And he had not given Hervé Velichez's story much thought. but right. He said there was something about the look in his eye which was so intriguing and compelling and strange. When he pulled the the knife, I knew it was sort of a coup de theater to great my attention but it was also to make the point to puncture my bubble of judgment that i walked in with and all of a sudden i realized okay this guy knows he's been stereotyped by the press as a punchline and he wants my attention so he was intrigued and met three more times with him in a five-day span to get his story and villachez's dad was a doctor in paris and after discovering his son had 
disproportionate or proportionate dwarfism. Mm-hmm. He took Ayurveda to medical clinics, the Mayo, mm. England, and Germany, hoping to cure him. And at a young age, Ayurveda was subjected to barbaric treatments. He had sheep's marrow injected into his spine. He did not grow taller than three foot ten, even though his dad was flying him all over, trying to get him to be taller. Right. He said there was almost a medieval intolerance for people that were different at that time. And it's 1950s France when sure. Hervé is growing up. And he would, his brother Patrick told me that Hervé would walk down the street and be kicked in the head just for being his size. Oh, and person. he became the youngest artist to have his work shown in the Museum of Paris and his father said to him, go, go to New York. That's where all the freaks are. And so he was sent there and he became part of the avant-garde sort of Greenwich Village theater scene. Sure. He became a character. He would wear a poncho and smoke cigarellos. And he based his new persona. Because he looked Hispanic. Yeah, well, and yeah. tiny. And based on his new persona on The Man With No Name, because he learned English watching Steve McQueen and Clint Eastwood movies. Oh, wow. And John Wayne. Right. Mm-hmm. As Hervé was telling me the story, I was thinking, there's so much more to him than this punchline of Deplane, Deplane from mm-hmm. Fantasy Island. He was a tremendously complex, contradictory, hilarious, wonderful person. He was the most original person I think I'd ever met. So wow. I promised him... One day I will tell your story, Hervé. He returned to London with 12 hours worth of cassette tapes. About a week later, on Sunday, December 4th, Hervé's real-life girlfriend called to tell him Hervé has taken his life. Oh, he died by suicide. He died by suicide. He said, I got incredibly emotional. I started listening back to the tapes, and I realized that he knew he was going to do it. For some random reason, he just grabbed onto whatever journalist passed by and he poured his guts out to me literally in the final week of his life. He entrusted me with his story and I was his suicide note. So oh taking my word. His, I have oh I my know word. isn't this incredible? Yeah. Taking his promise seriously, Sergey, the 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 reporter and then yeah. now the writer of this movie on HBO, um, he did this amazing story about this complex person in the Hollywood machine that they just dismissed, kind of put him as a punch, yeah, you know, line or a sight gag, mm-hmm. if you will. So when the paper watered down his draft, uh, Sergei decided to tell his story, in, and he wrote a 34-page screenplay about his evening with the actor. Really? And because Back, of the okay. subject matter, Hollywood wasn't introduced sure. in producing it. They were like, oh, the suicidal small person movie is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but after he attended the UCLA film school, the script did lead to a meeting with Steven Spielberg, who hired Sergei to write um, the screenplay for The Terminal, a movie Spielberg mm-hmm. did. And after seeing Peter Dinklage in The Station Agent and on stage in Richard III, Sergei became convinced that Peter Dinklage was the only actor who could play the part. And he shared it with Peter Dinklage about 15 years ago, and the actor agreed to star with him, and it became their joint passion project 15 years ago. Wow. But they couldn't get it made. Right. But because Game of, of Game of Thrones, Thrones currency, right. they finally got to make the movie, and the filmmaking process was strange for Sergei because he insisted the final scenes be inside the Universal Sheraton 
the actual hotel where Sergey and Hervé Villachez had their last meeting. Right. He said, I'm looking at my two actors, one portraying a version of me, which is Jamie Dornan, and the other one, Peter Dinklage, playing Hervé. And the film is slightly, uh, you know, made a little bit more dramatic. They spend one raucous evening together. In reality, they spent three right. evenings together. But he insists the final 30 minutes of the movie, including the goodbye between the reporter and Hervé, play out just as they did in real life. He says he tugged at my sleeves and he pulled me down. So our faces were side by side and he looked me in the eye and he said, tell them I regret nothing. And he had tears in his eyes. And, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Wow. People, People love this. It's on HBO. And wow. it was that story on, um, you know, um, that was in People that just sort of, I was like, yeah, what did happen to him? Let me and, see the picture that drew, drew you in. Yeah. Wow. You know, and um, he was married but you twice. You just remembered the plane boss with yeah. Ricardo Maltaban. Yeah, right, and I right. apparently Village has suffered from depression. Yeah, he gave into womanizing and partying. He was overcompensating for things he hadn't had earlier. And at the end of his life, he was in so much agony from medical issues related to his dwarfism mm-hmm. and mourning everything that he lost. He had fan mail from the 80s and he'd cross out the date and write 1993 on it and say, see, they still love me. He just burned so brightly. And I'm so glad I finally got to tell the story. So that's from Sarah J, the filmmaker. Oh, I cannot wait to see this now. And people complained about Dinklage playing him because they thought Hervé Villachez was Asian. Oh, well, yes, because of the eyes, around the eyes. Yes, his dwarfism gave him a unique face. He said, and Peter Dinklage said, I knew I wouldn't look just like him, but I knew I could get his voice just right. Right. And apparently he does. So, Oh, my God. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's a tragic, beautiful yeah. Only true story. When mm. he died. Yeah, it's yeah. on HBO. It's called My Dinner with Hervé. Well, I'm so glad to know that story, Lorraine. All right, listen, we come back. We got some of our favorite headlines of the day.